Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome, weary traveler. Need a short rest? Oh, I see. They said you'd be showing up about now. Come on, through the portal. Best not keep the Lord Mistress and Lord Master waiting. You know how they get. Robots Radio presents The Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. The best way for everyone from experienced dungeon masters to those curious about D&D to learn more about the worlds, creatures, and lore of Dungeons and Dragons. Hello and welcome to the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. My name is Sergio and I will be your lore master for this episode. We are joined by our multiverse famous patrons of the round table. We've got we've got a dark wing. We've got a, a exuberant dark wing. We've got a grim vance. We've got a coffee bean and we've got secret agent Jeff Steele, which that sounds like I and not to disparage your name, but that sounds like a spy name that like Michael Scott would give himself in a spy movie. Oh, I'm aware. I'm well aware. Uh <laughs> I was I was a lot less concerned about it before The Office became popular, but, you know, Michael Scorn is the man he is, and I accept that. Scorn. Scorn. So this episode, um, instead of uh, the usual, like, patron roundtable, like, sort of, uh, like, topic that we discuss, uh, we're going to go through, since it's the end of 2023, we're going to go by, we're going to go through each of the patrons, we're going to talk about the stuff that we've been enjoying the second half of the year. All the books we've been reading, all the games we've been playing, all the shows we've been watching, all the actual plays we've been listening to, all the stuff in the TTRPG space, all the stuff in the D&D space that we love and that we've been uh, that we've spent way too much time on. And I'm sure we're going to talk about Baldur's Gate 3. Let's go. I'm going to go ahead and could, I'm going to go ahead, bring up the elephant in the room. Who here has lost an inordinate amount of time playing Baldur's Gate 3? Hi. Hello. It's me. How are you doing? <laughs> Grim, let's let's talk about Ish. it. Um, so I have done about one and a half playthroughs at this point. I for some reason I couldn't bring myself to get through the Dark Urge playthrough, but um, I went about as chaotic as I could get on my first playthrough. How how spoilery can I get with this? Um, not too spoilery. Keep it spoiler light. Yeah, okay. I, I haven't played it yet. Okay, got it. So I went with the, um, we'll just say I went with the not so good ending. Um, okay, there are <laughs> there are various endings. Yeah, I went with the I went with the obvious not good ending, um, <laughs> and uh, I did not go dark urge my first playthrough mainly because I didn't even realize that was a thing my first playthrough. Um, but it was, it, it, I mean, it, they did a really good job of making Baldur's Gate three feel like. D on a computer 
I, I can't give them enough props for that. That felt really good to play. And I will play more of it once I have a uh, functioning computer that doesn't die on me mid-game. Oh, yeah. We're, we were talking about that before we recorded. You uh, you have a company in your crosshairs that needs yes. to make that needs to make right with one yep. with the singular part. That's the worst. That's the worst about it, I think. Yep. Just Not just the a one singular part. one, the last one. But yeah, there's actually a reason I'm building a new one. My current one, whenever I play a game, it just dies and i'm like i'm not gonna bother fixing you i'm just gonna build a new computer i mean good. i good. i feel like um i agree with you but i also feel that's that's not how my family thinks when i get when i get up there in age we're not gonna bother <laughs> fixing you we're just gonna get a new lore master <laughs> we will never replace our lore master uh coffee you mentioned uh you i heard that i mean, thought i heard you pipe in for the Baldur's gate three love I've been playing it a little bit. So what do you what do you like the most about it? So I actually haven't completed a playthrough yet. I've mostly been just restarting and restarting it some. Trying out different stuff. That's I have a coworker who's been the same way. He has only gotten through the first act, but he said he's probably pumped at least three, four hundred hours into it. Because he'll just go back and continue to explore and go back and revisit other choices. So I, mean, I have that speaks have, to the, the quality of the game. Yeah, I have a friend that's very, like, build-heavy. Like, he'll... I think he probably restarted Boulder's Gate about 15 to 20 times in Act 1 just to try to get the most overpowered character that he could get for the game to the point where he would... He probably could have soloed the game with one character on hard. And I was like, sir... So that's a little extreme, but whatever floats your boat, man, have fun. And float it does. Uh, Darkwing, you mentioned that you haven't played it yet, which is which is to imply that you you plan on playing it. Yeah, it's uh, you know, the snow's gonna fly here soon enough, and I won't be able to be outside as much. I figured I would, or at all. Yeah, or at all. Uh, so uh, I figured I'd pick it up over the winter and put some hours into it because it. Looks like a great game. Oh, it's uh, utterly! I fantastic. know, I know tons of stuff about Baldur's Gate and uh, Forgotten Realms, and you know, uh, I was gonna run around see where Jorlaxel's at. I think I just slaughtered that, but uh, uh, right now, yeah, uh, the closest thing I've done to playing video games was I was just kind of screwing around on an old Shadowrun. Uh, ah. quick adventure the which, other day. Uh, which about... one, the the Super Nintendo version or the Sega Genesis version? Oh no, uh, PC. Uh, oh. it's uh, Shadowrun Returns, or was it? Oh, I'd have to go look. It's either that or Hong Kong. Okay, okay. I so I thought you meant like way back. Oh, not way, way back. But you know, old enough that I turned it on. I'm like, this is not as impressive anymore. Jeff, do you have any interest in Baldur's Gate 3? Have you played it? Do you plan on playing it? Uh, I have tremendous interest. Um, and I just want to say, coffee, don't feel bad. I haven't touched it, just like Darkwing. Uh, but unlike Darkwing, <laughs> snow's not going to fly for me anymore. <laughs> I used to live in Minnesota. Uh, I have moved to Las Vegas. So, um, you know, ostensibly, there will be no snow. Uh, perhaps there will be, but I don't anticipate it'll hang around long enough for me to get involved in too many video games. Uh, 
without being intentional about it. If my intent is to be outdoors, I think that, you know, that's going to happen pretty easily. Um, so I haven't touched it yet. I read a lot. I ask a lot of questions. Um, I'm kind of at the point in my life with um, hobbies and everything else where, like, when it comes to Baldur's Gate, stuff that I'm really excited about but can't touch, I just, like, ask people about it and then live vicariously. Yeah, I can totally agree. I am insanely busy uh, between the show and between, you know, like real life and everything else that I finally, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't able to play Baldur's Gate 3 for about a month or so after it came out. And then I finally had a Friday evening where I didn't have anything to do Saturday. So I'm like, I could, you know, stay up late Friday night and play Baldur's Gate 3 and actually get a good start on it instead of, you know, playing it for an hour and then leave, leaving it. Cause that's what I didn't want to do. I didn't want to nickel and dime it. And I did, I got started about, you know, nine 30 or so Friday night. And then I stopped playing about four in the morning on Saturday. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's, that was my introduction to it. And I can understand why everyone loves this game so much. Um, but no, just like you, I, you know, like I mentioned my, um, I have a coworker who plays through it. I talk to him about it all the time. Um, Sean, the, uh, the um, special guest co-host is uh, is the one friend who has def- who's played at least one playthrough. He was utterly obsessed with it while he was playing it, and uh, yeah, like I, that's partly why he agreed to to be the guest co-host for the show. He's like, you know what, I I love D- I like D and D before, but now I think I love it, and uh, it's because of this game. And like in like you said, Grim, it's it's the closest I feel that any company's gotten to simulating the D experience in a video game okay i will be excited to see now with uh that phrase because i've heard this before many times yeah i remember I'm, yeah i was really excited about neverwinter nights and i enjoyed neverwinter nights but it was not D like they said it was supposed to be i was like i mean it's fun but so, I mean, I am excited to see it because everybody has really high praise, just like you said. And I, I'm excited to see just how good it really is. Uh, I mean, it's it's been nominated already for Game of the Year by a couple of different uh, publications, organizations, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and I I mean, I haven't played the new Zelda game. I, you know, not to start any kind of controversy, but I'm not a big Zelda guy, I just never I never got into it as a kid. Mm, got you back. And, yeah, I mean, I'm not, not, I'm not either. I mean, not to say that the games are bad. I just I just never got into them. Um, but I also hear that uh, Super Mario Wonder, I believe it's called. I heard that's fantastic. But I'm partial to D and D, so of course I'm going to throw my weight behind Baldur's Gate Three. Mm. It's not called Mario Lorecast. Exactly. It's not, but there. It's, it's because you brought Mario up. I wasn't going to mention this, but if anybody gets a chance to go watch the, it's like two minutes and thirty seconds of your life, and it's a dorkly bit of if Mario was more like Baldur's Gate three. Oh well, I mean, yeah, we'll definitely watch it. We'll link to that in the Discord. <laughs> Please do. It is. It is. I'll, I'll get you the link. It's hysterical. So what else has anybody has anyone else been reading any D and D or a TTRPG? Uh, Darkwing, you mentioned that 
you booted up some uh some old shadow run <clears throat> yeah it was it's very nostalgic i enjoy it very much i uh i uh also been uh i've gone back through the first two books of orconomics in uh preparation for the third book to be coming out it's not exactly D D. it's like if it's it's a rpg world i mean goblins dwarves etc right right uh, and it's goofy but uh and just been playing still playing that same campaign uh with my same group of guys we're in ravenloft uh we're on a little hiatus because I got a little ahead of myself and now I'm trying to rewrite my story. <laughs> so, uh, the bane but, of every DM of every oh, homebrew DM. I was, I was so close. It was, it was working so well. Uh, I hope you can feel the frustration coming through my voice. Uh, but it, it, while we've not been doing that, I have been going back and, uh, we're playing, uh, they, uh, the tile D and D game uh from wizards uh the was the, the mage of uh waterdeep the mad mage of yep. waterdeep uh and uh we've had, been having a really good time with that we should uh had i not gotten deathly ill over the weekend we would have been almost done uh so but by the time we get done here in the next two weeks i should be ready to get back into uh where's lino the sword in ravenloft and who was that Mumra character we just met before we jumped through this portal? So uh, that's about all I got in the way of D and D. Yeah, that just listening to D and D books. I guess I did just uh, start re-listening to the last trilogy of. Uh, drift to get caught up before I start getting into the new parts. Are oh, you mean like the the trilogy that that's already been published? It, yeah, been okay. published. Uh, okay. so I saw there was some new. I'm like, oh, I should continue with my obsession. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe Lost Warrior just came out in August of this. Yeah. Year. So I'm just uh, just doing just going back doing my old research. It's I mean. I like to do that every now and then. I forget about stuff, and you go back and re-listen to books or reread books, and like, oh yeah, that uh, thing, <laughs> that thing that uh, happened that I thought was so cool and thought I would never forget. Yeah, and it totally did. Totally <laughs> forgot. It. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. What else you guys been doing, Jeff? How about you? What have you What have you gotten yourself into besides a handlebar mustache? Cool. Man, this handlebar mustache has really taken up a ton of my time. <laughs> you get the the fingernail clippers out and like really hair by hair paint finishing. I mean, you That's... have to. I mean, to, to make it look <laughs> that good, as good as it looks, it's, you have to. I, it's it's a responsibility that I take very seriously. Um, you know, I uh, talking about old books, like rereading. Um, it was a few months ago now, but I um, it's the Penhaligon trilogy. Um, first book is the Tainted Sword. Second book, I can't remember. Third book, I think, no, can't remember that either. But it's the Penhaligon trilogy. Like, I think it was a pretty small print run, but it was D&D. And I want to say it was, um, I want to say it was Faerun, but I'm not sure. doesn't matter. Anyway, old D&D books, Darkwing, Ophelia. 
Um, and then play-wise, like, I think I talked several months ago about Simbaroom, Ruins of Simbaroom being the 5e setting for Free Leagues, Simbaroom, standalone uh, RPG. And I've stuck with that campaign now for well over a year. Um, and it's great. It's a ton of fun. It's dark. Um, my favorite thing about it is that... <laughs> Uh, you don't prepare spells. There's no limit to spell casting. You just acquire corruption the more that you cast. Ah. And so we had a uh, like an invasion of what's that? I said I love that. Yeah, that, that's that, dope. That, that's awesome. It's dope. So I have a lot we of def- questions all the time. But go on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to answer. Um, but like we were defending this keep against like this horde of barbarians and in uh Simbaroom, like magic users are called mystics and then all the subclasses like go through sorcerer wizard etc and there are some that are unique to the setting and, and so on but um my character is a sorcerer and you know we hit like level five a while back i picked up lightning bolt because fireball is not on the sorcerer spell list in that setting and when these barbarians were invading i was using misty step and i was casting lightning bolts like it was going out of style and I just wrecked them, and it was great. And then I like and collapsed then... <laughs> from all of the corruption, just like straight to the ground. But That's awesome. you know, save the day. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a really great campaign. Um, I think our DM is playing out of the books, um, not just the five E books, but also like the original source books from the standalone uh, RPG. And yeah. It's great. It's a ton of fun. But I went from playing about 14 hours of D&D a week to now playing four. So teardrops for me, everyone, I would very much appreciate that. And what's the reason um, for that? The move, the kid, the uh, kid. school. It's always the kid. Always. You know, Sergio, know. You, got the, you got the little ones. I've, um, got, I've got one out of the house, finally, thankfully. <laughs> Uh, I've got I've got two more left, and as soon as we can get them out, it's gonna be <laughs> nonstop D and D. I tell you what, yeah, hundred percent of the time. Like, what do you? Uh, need? Yeah. Like, can I just Venmo you fifty bucks and get you to stop texting me? <laughs> I'm in the middle That's of the a green. Best plan I've ever heard. I just want them out of the house, and we're gonna play D and D all day. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned the Penhelligan trilogy. That sounded familiar. And I was like, why does that sound familiar? It's because I have the second book, The Dragon's Tomb, uh, which I just found. Hadn't ever heard of it, found it. I'm like, okay, well, this is D&D. It says D&D on it. Uh, but it's the second one, so I'm not, I haven't read it because I haven't been able to find the first one. But yeah, the second oh. one's The Dragon's Tomb, and the first is The Fall of Magic. So yeah, I'm going to have to track those down so I can go ahead and, and finally uh, finally read them. Yeah, no, they're great. Um, they're a little bit YA. If you're okay with YA, that's no problem. But yeah. um, it's fun. There's there's stuff in them that doesn't exist in, um, I don't think, anywhere else in D&D that I've read. But, um, yeah. Outside of that, I have read a whole bunch of these Kickstarters that have ended. And I don't know if your addiction has gotten any, bit, any better, Sergio, but mine has it not. Is not. Um, it has not at yep. all. Not only I just, have I... Um, I've, I've gone, I've started seeing a new dealer. I've become well acquainted with backer kit now. And so, uh, I also, I, I get my fix through, uh, through my two different sources now, two different sides of town. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's rough. Uh, man, they really take the money for the drug. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I feel you. That's pretty much it. Like a whole bunch of Kickstarters ended. I've been getting my drive through RPG downloads. And even though I can't play in my downtime when I have no one to talk to and I'm just crying to myself about my lack of hours for D&D, I just scroll through the books, think about how I would be playing if I could. And The, the yeah. books love you. The books love you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey, kid, you, you want to back this? Hey, kid, you you want this? Uh, you want this bestiary here? I was like, that looks. That look. The artwork looks amazing. Yeah, absolutely do. Uh, now I was I was talking to um to somebody about how I have oh at least three complete adventure paths as well as the entire core rule books and probably close to half a dozen source books for Pathfinder uh second edition and I I have not ever played Pathfinder second edition uh I used to play first edition like crazy uh when you know because I cut my teeth on 3.5 and so Pathfinder first edition was kind of like D&D 3.75 you know when I didn't want to really mess with fourth edition but I just I haven't found the time like that's the thing is me being as obsessed with TTRPGs as I am, you know, I don't have anyone in my life as obsessed. And so if I, I have people who are willing to play like, Oh yeah. Like, like teach us how to play and we'll run a game for us. They're down for that, but I have to learn how to play myself. Right. To do that. And so I don't know if anyone here in the chat knows this or anyone listening to this knows this, but learning uh, crunchy systems is time consuming. It is. Um, and I also was going to say that you're not a real TTRPG player unless 80% of the books on your shelf have never been used. I, I firmly believe that. I'm going to stick with that belief. 80 is conservative. That's a conservative number. <laughs> Coffee, how about yourself? What are you being into? Playing a little bit of Baldur's Gate 3? What else? I know you've been paintballing a whole lot. I've been... I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3 a little bit. Um... I have listened to a few actual plays. Oh, yeah? What have you been listening I, to? I started to listen to Critical Role, but quit. <laughs> it's, it's good, but it's long. It's, it's so it's, long. It's it's good, but it's long. It's, yeah, I mean, um, I, I can't... I, I, I would love to have the time to be able to listen to every episode and not even just listen, but absorb every episode because, you know, it's... You know, I could listen to it while I'm at work, but then... You know, same reason I don't listen to audiobooks while I'm working is because something happens and I'm like, wait, what? Why? Why did that happen? What? What happened before that? I missed something. And so, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, th- that's a chance I'm willing to take. <laughs> what I other have... uh, What other APs are you listening to? Coffee. Recently, I've been listening to one that Rooster Teeth has actually been doing, uh, called Tales from the Sneaky Dragon. Oh. I just finished like the first season of that, and then started listening to the second season like, earlier this week. I think. Yeah, those are like nice and short, like thirty. I think like thirty to forty, maybe fifty minute long uh, edited episodes. Okay. I can just listen to it while I'm at work. See, I I I do enjoy that. Like the like the you know crit from Fumbling Four. Their episodes ah. are about an hour or so. Uh. You know, uh, Dark Dice, 
about like uh much like i guess tales from the stinky dragon about half an hour or so immaculately edited and that was you know when we talked to and we talked to um travis from dark dice that's what he said he's like you have to make a decision if you want to start an ap do you want quality or do you want quantity do you just want to you know do you want to pump out a bunch of content and you know have that be known for that which is also like fine i mean if, if it's if it's still entertaining it's still good it's just there's still a lot of it then that's what you want to do but if you want to you go the other route you have to make sure it sounds great and make sure that you're giving them if it's only going to be half an hour that it's you know worth their you know worth the the brevity of it for sure i actually uh, i i'm glad you brought up family before i'd forgotten to mention that i'd i'd stop listening to those guys because i was not handling only getting it like every other week or every week and then i get an hour and i'd be like and so I didn't listen for months now. So I'd have like a catalog that I could, you know, start binging while I, <laughs> you know, put my headphones in while I'm working and get to it. Yeah. Uh, and I've just, I re- oh, like last week, I finally started listening again. Uh, so shout out to those guys. I've been, I'm but the only other guys I patron beside you are those knuckleheads. Uh, those good balls. Oh, and I, I use that term in the most loving way. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, Coffee, if you want to listen to another play, uh, you go back and listen to the Fumbling Four and the Almighty. Uh, it's, it's um oh, the Almighty Crit, that guy. Oh, the Almighty Crit. Speaking of, yeah, it's been a while since I reached out to Crit. I should, uh, should, should holler at him. Yeah, the, the shows have, have been as great as ever. Like I said, I, I appreciate the the shorter length. and I, And I do love Critical Role. <laughs> But like I said, it's it's a bit to it's unless you have the time, it's a bit to get into. And it's impossible to get anybody else into it either. When they look at the like depth of the content and it's I don't know, for me, people try to explain to me like you don't really have to start at the beginning. You could literally start in the middle of any campaign and just start listening. And if you've ever played D&D, you'll pick it up. You'll be fine. And I still was so hesitant and then did it and. Love it, but four hours. I mean, if if you're not okay with it being on in the background, that's some pretty aggressive expectations. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I I do love the show though. Speaking of stuff that we've been watching, has anyone anyone watched Tale or Legend of Vox Machina? Uh, yeah, I, I was just gonna just say I, I've never listened to any of Critical Role, but boy, I watched the hell out of the cartoon. <laughs> I mean it it was enter- entertaining enough that. Uh, my wife, who my wife, who my doesn't, wife. doesn't care about D and D in the slightest, loves that I love it. Loves that you know I have something that I'm very passionate about. And you know when you know other you know women are or you know when other people are worried about their partners, you know where they're at on a Saturday mm-hmm. night, what they may be doing. She's like, oh yeah, he's uh, he's rolling uh, digital dice with his African studies professor and their friends. Uh, that's so definitely, I'm sure that definitely comes into it as well, or you know why she appreciates D and D so much. Um, but like I said, never. I, and I told her like I could try to like you're into true crime. I could try to like you know homebrew like a murder mystery sort of thing. And she's like, nah, not really, not really for me. She does. She did enjoy the show though. She did was entertained by by the Legends of Vox Machina cartoon. So goes to show like how how good it is. 
But anything else, uh, anything else that you've been getting into coffee besides uh, new APs and Baldur's Gate three? Not really. I know you're going to be playing in a couple of one shots here pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Grim, how about yourself? What have you been getting into the last half of 2023? Uh, well, good news, bad news, you know, all the news to report. Um, Unfortunately, in the last half of 2023, I actually had to drop both of the campaigns, the one that I was running and the one that I was playing um, because Heartbreaking. yeah, life got, a, life got a little too hectic. You know, um, I had I had to buy some things and now I have to maintain those things. Uh, mm-hmm. Classic Mustang and all that, um, you know, wife wants to go places, work wants to work me and, you know, I just don't have the time to or the mental energy to, you know, uh, DM a game or play a game anymore. Um, at least not, you know, weekly. So unfortunately that has happened, but on a positive note, I have been listening to a ton of, well, I say a ton of a few really good actual plays. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of table story, but a lot of the stuff they make, at least to me, feels really high quality i like the stories they make and the role playing that they actually do um the one that i'm listening to right now is spellwind and i'm absolutely blown away by the world building in there do you say table stories uh table story yeah okay thank you and for those listening we're gonna link to all this stuff in the show notes so if you missed the name, definitely check the show notes and find the links to uh, to Table Story, to Tales from the Stinky Dragon. All that stuff's going to be in the show notes. Yeah, I, I can link that in a, little, in a little bit if you want me to. Um, so I've been listening to that. Um, obviously, I've been listening to uh, you know D and D Lorecast. Obviously, um, then let's see. Oh, uh, I have decided to torture myself and my sanity. And I have decided to take on homebrewing my own world. So I have been sitting here at a computer, racking my brain with ideas to come up with uh, writing my own D&D campaign and world to hopefully one day play with people. That is the uh, the white whale of every D&D player. Yeah, um, I'm very detail oriented, so I'm over here like trying to like worry about you know what this one merchant in this one town is gonna say. <laughs> I have to step back and say it doesn't have to be that detailed, my guy. Doesn't um, it though? I mean, don't you need a backstory for every merchant in every town and every city, and don't you need you know a uh, currency conversion between the different kingdoms? And don't you electrum. You need you need to be able to convert electrum pieces. Exactly. Like if I show up to Kingdom A with electrum, how much can I get in copper in Kingdom B? See, I think they call that the definition of insanity, and I'm pretty close to that, but I'm not there yet. Well, you'll there is plenty of time, good sir. There is plenty of time. <laughs> um no, I mean, I think that's honestly about it. I picked up a couple of things from DM's Guild um lately. Um, you know, just to keep myself busy with something to look at, something to read. Um, you know, and then like, uh, I think like Jeff said, you know, if you don't touch ninety percent or eighty percent of your books, then you're not a real D and D player. Well, yeah, I 
I buy something from DMs Guild. I skim through it. I look through it. I say, okay, this is cool. And then I unfortunately probably never look at it again. But at least I have it. And that's just important. At least you have it. Yes. Source um, material is source material, whether you touch it or not. Exactly. Exactly. See, and I like that thinking. I mean, I, I feel like I'm cultivating a tabletop library. Like you don't expect every librarian to have read every book in their library. No, of course but, not. But they're there. At least I mean, that's, I, how I, that's how I justify it to my wife. Yeah, and also really like that justification. We see yeah, your library my... every month. It's right behind you, sir. Oh, that's not even. I still got a couple more on this side that aren't in, in aren't in view. Although, uh, we're we're thinking of of renovating the house a little bit and putting uh, moving the office into the garage, building a, a small office out there, um, and uh, so that might I might have to condense, not condense it's like you know, um, like get rid of stuff, but like push everything together. So that that might make a. I'll try to create it to where um, position it so it can I can have my own like little hovel. Of books, little troll, little goblin uh, in his cavern of books. Hopefully, with a sliding bookshelf that has a secret room full of more books. Ideally, <laughs> and behind that's, there that's how I like to imagine things for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me personally, I have been much uh, like yourselves. I've been playing some Baldur's Gate three, not as much as I as I wish I could, because the, the game is utterly fantastic. The game, uh, the characters, you know, the that they've given us are 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 have depth, have um, are multifaceted. You know, the you know the decisions you make have consequences. You know, you can try to. It's one. It's one of those games where you can't. There, there's very. I I doubt that there's a path that you could keep everyone happy. Like one thing that you do will you know, please one of your party members, but enrage another and might force them, to, you know, might cause them to leave, uh, which is, I, I feel like it's, it's like real life. You can't play it safe all the time, or at least you can't play it completely safe. Um, and then just the, the game itself is just utterly fantastic. Uh, I've been, yeah, I've been buying way too many books, uh, skimming through them and uh, not really reading them, but I also, and also I've been, I've been uh, in the second half of 2023, I went to a, a couple of different conventions. My first two, actually, I went to the North Texas RPG Con in June, and uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to the Long Con in Longview, Texas. Uh, actually, ran my first con game, an X Crawl playtest. X Crawl is a new uh, game out of from Goodman Games, based on the DCC rule set. It's like um, the running. Are you y'all familiar with the Running Man? With uh, you know uh, the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, the the book by Stephen King, uh, it's like this dystopian sort of um, game show gone bonkers. Uh, it's extra. What's that? The old video game Smash TV. That's what I always thought of. Okay, yeah. Thought. So Smash TV meets uh, like reality TV meets pro wrestling meets D and D. That's what X Crawl is. It's completely oh, yeah. over the top. It's completely bonkers. It's um, essentially dungeon crawling is a professional sport, and you have teams, you have squads, you have dungeon crawl like squads that, you know, come together and you know and and run through these artificially created dungeons. Like the danger is still real. Like the characters could still die, 
but the dungeons themselves are artificially created. And so you can do pretty much whatever you want as a result, which is awesome. Like you don't have to like if you know in a normal dungeon crawl, like, well, I can't have a Medusa or a, I can't have a, a centaur in the middle of this dungeon. That wouldn't make any sense. Like you absolutely could in X crawl. Like, why not? And so um yeah, so I ran that. It was a lot of fun. Uh I played a bunch of games, uh, made a bunch of new friends. If if you are at all interested in attending a tabletop convention, I recommend you do so. Um, if you're hesitant because you don't have anyone to go with, or you don't exactly know all the rules of all the games, like by all means, like definitely don't let that stop you because everyone that I met there is more than willing to help you learn friendly enough to, to do so. I mean, they kind they kind of, you know, uh, expect it in a way. But I've been doing that. I also, I was showcasing off my uh, Walking Dead uh, core rulebook that I just got from Free League. Uh, also there. got that one. I Okay, so did you order the core rulebook? I got um, like the, yeah, whatever, the core rulebook and then the other book. I got the two of them. I will see, like, there, there, is a, uh, there is a snafu with their fulfillment uh, partner. And it seems like everyone got the core rulebook regardless of what they ordered. Because I actually pledged at the starter set uh, level. I'm supposed to get the starter set and I got this instead. And so, but they're making it right for everyone. And uh, so they said I could got to keep this. I'll get my starter set here pretty soon. So yeah, maybe I'll be running uh, a Walking Dead adventure at next year's North Texas RPG Con. But uh, but yeah, like the, the cons are great. The cons are a lot of fun. Um, obviously doing the show, doing a bunch of research, which is uh one of the nerdiest yet coolest things i could think of on how to spend how to spend my free time um and yeah and then just being part of this community which is awesome and working on actual plays that we will be debuting next year starring some of you uh pleasant goofballs pleasantly goofballing huzzah and what's and I want to say, like speaking of uh, being a part of this community and all that, we're going to take a quick break, go to the middle of the show. When we come back, we're going to spend the second half of the show talking about uh, since Thanksgiving is coming up, talking about what we're grateful for in the TTRBG space. Hey there, Dungeon Masters. Ever wished for a tool to help design your worlds and campaigns? Introducing Epic World Builder, the app that turns those dreams into reality. Craft intricate dungeons populate with creatures from the abyss, or cities with secrets hidden around every corner. Join a community of dreamers and world builders sharing and exploring each other's creations. Create your free campaign today with EpicWorldBuilder.com. EpicWorldBuilder.com, where your world comes to life. Welcome to the middle of the show, the most midly part of the show. Going to keep this week uh, short and sweet. Just want to once again thank the patrons for being on the show. Thank you, thank you for them for the support for supporting the show over on Patreon.com/slash D and D Lorecast. If you are interested in being on the show yourself, uh, being in an actual play, or even uh, just getting ad-free early episodes, bonus content, check out the check out our Patreon. We got a bunch of cool stuff there. Uh, again, thank you to all the listeners for supporting the show. 
just by listening. I mean, it's the fact that you take time out of your life to listen to the D and D lorecast means means the world to us, means the multiverse to us. Uh, in terms of uh, homebrew content, this episode is coming out the weekend of Black Friday, uh, Small Business Saturday, and Cyber Monday. And the DMs Guild slash Drive Through RPG is having a huge sale on uh, on a bunch of their stuff. Um, so just, I mean, the homebrew corner is to just check out the entirety of the website. Like right now, you can get uh, Monster Manual Expanded for six bucks. Get the PDF for six dollars. It's normally like thirty dollars. Uh, you can get the Exploring Eberron PDF for six dollars. That's from Keith Baker himself, the creator of Eberron. So and bunch of other cool stuff so definitely check it out spend your uh spend your gold there put some gold in the pocket of a uh of a small time creator that being said let's go ahead and jump back to the show <laughs> welcome back we're here with our multiverse famous patron roundtable and the second half of the show since thanksgiving is uh at the time of this recording is tomorrow but since it is thanksgiving season uh you know the holiday season a time where you're supposed to be you know grateful and thankful and spend time with loved ones uh we're gonna do exactly that we're gonna talk about what we're grateful for when it comes to the ttrpg space darkwing start us off you bet all right um now for any longtime listeners who probably heard this last year Oh, um, I was probably a lot more emotional, but I'm still very grateful. One, for this community, the guy who leads it does a great job, works very hard, probably doesn't get enough praise for it. Secondly, I'm very grateful for my D&D crew who will play D&D with me. Is one of them just walked through the door, as a matter of fact. Uh, and it, it just... Ooh. See, there it is. Uh, and uh, that, it, it, that's really the, the community of D&D uh, has helped sustain me for decades at this point. Uh, it's always been there. It's always been a bright light, uh, especially when I was down. So uh, without being any sappier than I was last year, uh, I will pass the mic to whoever would like to go next. Just once again, thank you guys for all being here. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I don't know if you could get sappier than you did last year. Oh man, there, there was after Darkwing's soliloquy, there was nary a dry eye in the house. Yeah, it was. Go back and listen to it. Go back, people, and listen. Thing of beauty, on par with the end <laughs> of Blade Runner. Ooh rough <laughs> but really thank you guys for being here i do appreciate all of you jeff how about you um yeah i can definitely um connect with darkwing in terms of the community and um like D at large i think it's really helpful for quite a few of us just in general um an outlet a way to connect um a way to meet people, a way to um, spend time together in joy, in like a really creative space where you make something together. Um, and in a way that's, you know, non-threatening, it's fun. Um, you know, you get to live out all all kinds of ideas. Um, 
So I'm really grateful for that, even though, you know, like my, my hours of play per week have been significantly reduced, but I'm also grateful for the reason for that. Um, like to move across the country was great. Um, Minnesota was always rough on me. Um, never been a fan of the snow, never been a fan of the cold. So the <laughs> desert suits me far better. Uh, yeah, say, since I'm, we were I'm talking sure, about. I'm sure Vegas, the, the temperatures in Vegas are much better for you. Yeah, I think today it was like 42 was the coldest it got. And I don't know what temperature it was in Minnesota because I just don't concern myself anymore. Probably but... a, probably a minus <laughs> sign before the number. I have to imagine. Yeah. Like I said, I don't look anymore. I'm done with that chapter of my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, that's been great. And also, you know, since we were talking about uh, Game of Thrones, I was always a big, big fan and um, Ice and Fire. I was always a, a big fan of Dorn and the Martells, man. Unbent, unbowed, unbroken forever. So desert's where I belong. Grateful to be here. Like it says, mountains on four sides. Beautiful valley. Um, so yeah, those are those are the big things for me. Awesome. And yeah, we're glad that you're here. Coffee, how about you? What are you grateful for? The TTRPG space and 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 the world beyond. Say actual plays. Because I can just kind of listen like listen to D and D while I'm doing it. Yeah, there you go. And Bottles Gate 3, that's fun. I mean, the, I can't, so in, in 2023, and I can't really emphasize how amazing this was, but we got a very good D&D movie. It wasn't perfect yeah. by yeah. any stretch, but it was very good. It was very fun. In fact, uh, Sean, guest co-host, uh, said he recently watched again with his parents. He usually goes over there. However often he goes over there and they kind of like take turns picking whatever movie they want to watch. And he, he said, it was my turn to pick. I wanted, and they hadn't seen D and D we watched it and they loved it. They thought it was a great time. And he's like, and I, it, I liked it. I liked it more than when I initially saw it in theaters. And so it was, and Chris Pine recently said that he's heard scuttlebutt that a, a sequel will be made. So we'll see, you know, what happens there. Um, but we had a great D&D movie, and we've had an amazing D&D video game, potentially game of the year. So, I mean, this has been a banner year for media, you know, D&D media outside the regular, you know, pen and paper tabletop. What else, Coffee? You, so you got your APs, so you get to listen to D&D without actually, without, you know, playing D&D, which is crucial, I feel, for a lot of people that either don't have the time or don't, you know, have the, have the group around them to be able to play. I can't think of anything off the uh, top of my head. Baldur's Gate, APs, hey, that's, that's more than enough, baby. All the movies as well, because that was a really good movie. <laughs> it was great. It was a great movie. It was awesome. Grim, how about you? What are you grateful for? Oh wow! Well, um, kind of. I'm gonna have to touch on kind of what a little bit of everyone else said. I am definitely thankful for the D and D Lorecast, and you know, you guys for hosting it and giving me something to listen to, and constantly learning more about D and D. It honestly, you know, 
I had friends who got me into it. You guys got me even further into it. And that's something I got to say. I think I'm thankful for. Got our hooks in Um, Yep, exactly. (laughs) And then, honestly, I have to be, since I actually got into D&D this year, I believe, you know, I have to be thankful for that because that's kind of filled up a space in my life that, you know, I, Lord knows what else I'd be doing with that time, but I don't think I'd rather trade it for anything else. Um. You know, I'm thankful for the opportunity that it's given me to make friends and bond with people because um, just the probably I'd say within this last month, I've made a friend down the street who has a group of friends that he plays with D&D with that I'll probably end up joining them at some point here soon. Um, you know, and I can bounce ideas off of them and vice versa and all that. So it's good that Um I have to say I'm thankful for my wife who, you know, might not be into D&D, but hey, she's at least willing to, you know, sit down and make a character play the game with me and, you know, um, try to enjoy it, even though it's probably not 100% her thing. Um, man, what else? Uh, I know Coffee said that he was thankful for, you know, APs, um, the actual plays. Uh, I'm going to expand on that. I am incredibly thankful for the people who have the you know ability and confidence to go out there and actually record themselves playing (laughs) for others um you know because i mean it's it's a great way to you know get ideas you know take inspiration from other dms and um you know just listen to a great story while you're doing whatever you're doing um I think that's about all I got. Well, in terms of gratitude, uh, like first and foremost, you know, in terms of, you know, tabletop role-playing sphere, uh, thankful for the D&D Lorecast community. You know, the being able to jump on the Discord, you know, talk to any number of the listeners that, you know, about crazy ideas i have in my head you know will this work will this not work you know like i just found this on the dms guild like this was just announced on on twitter or x or whatever you want to call it uh you know like that outlet is is paramount for me you know this is something that uh that i've always wanted in terms of like i've always wanted a group of friends that i could talk to about D all the time like <laughs> any D related uh harebrained idea that came through my brain uh, be able to, you know, spit it out and have other people hear it. Uh, that's, you know, that's how my brain works. I'm thinking about D and D all the time, even when I'm not actively playing D and D, listening to D and D, reading about D and D or watching D and D somehow my brain is always thinking about D and D. So, uh, the community, uh, is, is so beneficial for me in that space. Uh, I'm thankful for all the friends that I made at the two aforementioned cons conventions that I went to. Um, like I said, like, and these are a bunch of folks since, since there were local cons, a bunch of them are in the area. And so like, I'll be able to see them and play with them in the future, you know, without having to go to a convention, hopefully. Um, I'm thankful for my friendly, uh, local friendly gaming store, Hero Quest in Fort Worth. I, uh, back in August, I started running a monthly session at the at their store where I uh, I play a different Goodman games game uh every month started off with Dungeon Crawl Classics 
I've played Mutant Crawl Classics. I ran an X Crawl playtest of my own uh, making, and then uh, finishing all. Uh, gonna finish it off with um, another local uh, local boy from uh, Denton, Texas, running his uh, Mutant Crawl Classics um, adventure that he just kickstarted. Grateful for Kickstarter because you know able to help out, able to back not only like you know bigger companies like Goodman Games like Free League. But also, uh, like you know, smaller creators be able to let them know, like you know, what you're doing is great, what you're doing is awesome, what you're doing is worthwhile, and you know, worth people spending money on. And so, you know, to me, that's that's very satisfying to let someone know, like what they're doing is, you know, uh, creatively is is uh, is is beneficial and appreciated. Again, obviously, grateful for my family and you know kids and wow 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 whatever like of course but this is a D lore cast grateful for other games aside from D, you know um you know while D, fifth edition especially you know while they have the biggest slice of the pie in the tabletop marketplace you know other games like you know like the various goodman games uh tabletop games you know all the stuff from free league like um, Jeff, you mentioned Symborium earlier. Uh, I've I just got the Walking Dead book. Uh, I've been hyper fixated on Blade Runner lately, and I'm not sure why. Because the last time I Blade Runner's amazing. Well, I mean, like I know I I I know that, but I don't know why why in particular now, like at this moment in time, like why I've been fixated on it. Because the last time I did anything Blade Runner related was when i played the um the adventure the case is what they're called from the starter set at the north texas rpg con which is a fantastic session like they became talk of the convention like the next day i would talk to people like oh yeah i played in blade runners like oh is that the paul smith game okay i heard that was incredible i heard that was amazing and so that was the last time i consumed blade runner content and just for some reason in the past month uh, I've rewatched both movies. Um, started reading through the Blade Runner core rule book from Free League again, uh, and now I have an idea in my head for an adventure for a Blade Runner adventure. Not, I'm not, I'm not gonna spoil it on on the air, but uh, I will, uh, I will tell y'all after we're done recording. But that's that's what I'm grateful for, most in particular, like I said, the community, um, and then, you know family stuff like that whatever i love my family i just want that on the record well if you are interested in letting us know what you're grateful for um let us know and uh once you uh, we're here for you you jump on the discord and let us know and uh you know join the community talk about all the cool stuff that you've been getting into as well well, we're you know happy to have another uh, another voice among the cacophony. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Darkwing and Jeff and Grim and Coffee for joining. Uh, we'll be back. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we'll be back uh, next week with more lore. If you love the D and D Lorecast, if you want more lore, then you can always go to Patreon.com/slash D and D Lorecast, where we have at least two Patron Plus installments which are deeper dives into the lore we cover every week, as well as a bonus episode 
this uh this month it's going to be um what did we talk about well gith we're talking gith with sean and you know sean fell in love with the gith playing uh Baldur's gate 3 so it's just apropos that we talk about them lazel in particular he loves lazel and Shadowheart. he's a man he's a man with uh with many loves well my name is sergio fare thee well no you're not fair folk of the patreon my name is Sergio. Fare thee well, dear listener. Until we meet again, may all your 20s be natural. You see the middle? Thank you for listening to the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. If you've enjoyed the show, consider following us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at D&D Lorecast. Or jumping into the Robots Radio Discord to chat more with us about Dungeons & Dragons. We'll see you soon. Thank <laughs> you.